everybody. I want to thank you all for joining us again for another episode of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I am your host, Coach Chelsea, and I'm super excited to open up a new season. We've been, what I said, we've been gone for a minute. Now we're back with a jump off winner of the song, <laughs> but I'm excited to just kick off season seven. And if you've been kind of joining the podcast for a while, you learn we kind of do seasons by themes, seasons, how God moves. And we've been able to have amazing servant leaders on just to help us grow, help us learn. And then kicking back the new year, I said, God, how and which way should we lead into this thing? And, and he gave me the fact that in 2023, we really have to begin to feel our purpose that he has called for us to be in whatever facet he's called us to lead in. And so the theme for this season is the fulfill goal percentage. What does it look like to truly be a servant leader and fulfill the role and be obedient to the call that he has in our life? And what better way to do that than having servant leader coach Christopher Clark with us today? Guys, he's been back and forth. When I think about you coaching your bio and just kind of all the layers you touch, I think about that pinball machine and then the ball's going back and forth and back and forth. And just when you think he's done, he pushes back over. So I just want to thank you for your time. Time is one of those things that once it's given, it can't be given back. I appreciate you being here. So I'm going to pass the torch to you to say hello to our listeners and we'll get this conversation started today. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me on. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, hey, God sends people in your life for a reason. I appreciate you. I just, that I, you when you inbox it down on Twitter, hey, everything happens for a reason. So I'm happy to be on here and just, you know, share my experience and testimony. Amen, for sure. Well, Coach, you know, you and I talked back and forth as we prepped for today, and I kind of told you what God laid on my heart to just kind of move, and I just look forward. So I'm going to just give it to you to give what God has given you to grace us with, and and, and we're going to roll from there. Yes, ma'am. So a little about myself, uh, Christopher Clark from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 30 years old. Uh, I started, it's a crazy story. I never thought that I would be a coach. I never thought that. I played football, you know, things like that. But coaching, I was like, nah, I don't have, I don't, it's not something I want to do. You know, my dream was to go play in the NFL. It didn't work out. It didn't work out that way. Uh, I got my undergrad degree from Southeast Louisiana at Hammond Louisiana, uh, University. So, I'm sorry, Hammond, Louisiana, I apologize. And then the guy by the name of Brandon Lacey, that's my mentor. He's a uh, defensive line coach at Southern Miss. I had to go, I had to do an intern for sports management and I was interning with him and that's my guy. And he told me about it, you know, you are the coach. Can't play no more, you are the coach, this and that. And I just fell in love with it. Just the relationship with the kids is building, you know, you're, you're taking a, a young man, a child really, and you turn them to a man. Also while on the process, you're growing up yourself. So that was the biggest thing. 
you know, people think when you're coaching, it's all about the, the, the X's and O's and all that. That's the easy part. Come on. <laughs> the biggest, that's the easy part. The biggest thing for me is it's the relationships. I want to be able to, I'm not here to build a relationship with you for two to two to the two to four years that you are here. I'm you no know, lifelong relationships. You call my phone anytime. I want to be able to come to your wedding. I want you to say, coach, man, I'm getting married. I'm, uh, I'm having a child, man, coach. Can you come, uh, you know, just call me, you know, period. Like about this life in general, coach. I, got, I don't know who, to, I don't know what to do, coach. You know, just call me. That's what I'm about. And, you know, I, I love each and every player, young man that I have came across. Every building I have been in, you know. And again, it, it has helped mold me and turn my life around because I wasn't ready. You know, I had instant success. I was in Southeastern for a year. Then I went to Southern, came back home, Southern University, became a GA there. I'm from Baton Rouge already. So Southern University is a huge thing down here. <laughs> you know, going to school there, people, everybody loves the Jaguars. And then me coaching there, half of my family, well, I have most of my family, went to Southern, or have Southern ties. They love Southern. They just, you know, so... It's crazy as it sounds, God put me at Southern and everything I went through at Southern leading up to this moment happened for a reason. And like you said, fulfilling that goal. So, you know, I had instant success at Southern. I made relationships with everybody, all those boys. Love them to death to this day. Uh, after that, had a great recruiting class at Southern and went to NFL, I got an NFL internship to Carolina Panthers in Kobe year. Crazy how that happened. Instant success. And, but I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready that, that, that I thought it was. This, it was not the life that, it started to become more than culture to me. I was loving the pass on the bat, the, hey, man, you the man, this and that. And forgetting what my goal was when I first started this. You know, I can't be a leader leading in, because they see their leader doing this guess what they're going to do? Or coach doing it. I could do the same thing. So that was the biggest thing. And, uh, you know, humbling experience. I, humbling. <laughs> humbling experience, you know. Sometimes I, I, I'm learning. God will give you something that you want so bad, but Come you're not on. ready. Come on. he give it to you to show you you wasn't ready, but I'm going to give it to you. And you know, I had I had to get I had to be I had to get humble. I lost a lot of things. I lost Pete, you know, just but I wouldn't trade it in for nothing. Because now it's molding me to the to the man that I know I can be and that I want to be. Not that person that I was I was I wasn't. I wasn't humble. I didn't appreciate everything. I didn't love everything. I was just happy for that moment. So, you know. I mean, I could go on and on about it. But I don't, you I know, I don't, don't want to do that because you know it, it was a it's a testimony though. For sure. One day you one day you wake up, you have it all. You got it planned. I had it planned. I'm like, all right, I'm twenty. I was 20, 30, 27, 28. Instant success. Hot recruiting class. Getting articles written about me. My we go to two straight swag championship games or something. Successful head coach we had, the successful staff members. You know, I'm, I'm doing it, I'm doing right. But I didn't follow that path. If I, I, I would have followed that path and let God put God first with it, 
there's no telling what I'll be. I'll probably be coaching right now. But again, everything happens for a reason. For Maybe sure. he went slow down. And then I got sick. Crazy thing is I got sick last last year. No, 2021. I keep thinking it's 2022. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. 2021, I had got sick with a major stomach issue. Because I was trying to, you know, get back, get get back at it with coach. And I'm ready. I'm like, man, look, my resume. No, I'm, I look at my resume. Look at these people I know. Not realizing when you look food. You go out there and hurt, you go out there and kill yourself. I had a major stomach surgery, so that that knocked me out. Had an opportunity to last year with a, another potential internship in the NFL. Had to hit hit the connection, hit it right there. The door was open for me. As soon as I'm like, it's like I'm walking up to the door, right? You know how somebody hold the door in for, hold the door for you. Mm-hmm. God just moved that person, let it go, close it right in my face. Something came back to hunt me from a previous engagement. And at first I was upset, like, why? Did I, you know, I'm calling people, like, what's going on? They're like, nah, nobody said anything bad about you. Not realizing though, I wasn't ready for that opportunity again because I was going to be the same person that I was mm. prior year, back on my feet. Because in my mind, I'm like, all right, people forgetting about me. They forgot who I am, how good I am at this. It was about me, me, me. If I would have got that opportunity, it was going to be the same person, plus even worse. I thought I was ready, but I wasn't. So, you know, I thank God for that. That's a feeling to go right now. I thank God for okay. making it happen for me. Slamming that door in my face, because I'm just, I'm, I was this close to being back. I'm telling you, I'm walking through the door. And I'm like, all right, God, I'm about, oh, man, I'm, about to, I'm about to be back. This is what I need. This is my big break. I'm about to get this thing back rolling, get everybody to remember who my name is. But it was more, it's more than about just me though, when, you, when you're doing this job. And I knew then. When I sat down, I realized last year, from the period of August, August to December last, this past last year, I was through a cold cycle in my life. I ain't afraid to admit it. Dark, dark stages. But I had to go through that. I had to go through that for a reason. And, you know, I thank, I thank God for that because I had to fulfill his needs for me and his goals for me. You know, you always think it's your plan better than his, but it's really not that. It's, it's his plan. His plan is always going to overcome it better than our plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, my pastor, he always puts it this way. He says, man makes arrangements. God makes plans. And that is where we kind of get it mixed up so often because we lay all these things out and try to move how we want to move. And it's like, that's not the plan I have for you. And so he will continuously take us through like, okay, I know you're going to get it. I, I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago about I'm a teacher by trade. That's what I do every day. Mm-hmm. When my students don't get it, does not make sense to move to the next module? Oh, no, we have to go back. I'm going to reteach you and retest you. 
I'm going to retry you, right? You're going to try that thing again. And so that's how God works with us because it's like, there's a need to move you when you continue to maneuver around the same scenario I'm giving you and you continue to do it your way. And so that is a testimony that I'm thankful that you're given because God has a way of allowing, like you said, those doors to open prematurely, right? Yep. So that you can see, okay, I keep hearing you. It's almost like a kid, right? You you know you're trying to save them, but you're like, you know what? Fine, go ahead. Because you know they're going to see for themselves, I need you, right? I can't yep. do this without you. <laughs> you got to learn on your own. For sure. <clears throat> for sure. And coach, you know, one of those things that you mentioned when you opened up that I love so much is understanding the call, right? And when I say fulfill goal percentage, it was so amazing how, of course, sports and the love of Christ intertwined because, you know, many of us have been watching the playoffs, many of us have been watching football all year long on all levels, and we know how important, right, the field goal is, okay? Yeah. And like Cowboy fans out there, I'm praying for y'all, okay? Uh, but we know on all facets how important that is, and it's amazing because some people find it very minute and small and insignificant until it's needed, Right? And so I, I, I laugh at that because I'm like, God, where are you trying to go with this? But how often are the things that Christ tries to show us in our lives? We don't realize how big they are until we realize now I see what you were trying to show me. Yeah, when you, when you, lose, when you lose it all, you're going to sit there and realize like, dang, what, what's, like, this is what he's been trying to show me. Mm -hmm. And you know what's perfect about it though? It's the little things. Yeah. It's the little things. <clears throat> when I was in Carolina, one thing I appreciate Coach Matt Rule for is his leadership skills on teaching about the process. You know, people hear the word the process in sports, they think it's just team building, the process, track and tanking, this and that. No, 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 no. It's about taking what you do in everyday life because what you do in everyday life affects you on the field, off the field. Same with coaching. What you do affects you on the field and off the field. So it's a process doing the little things correct. The little things thought off example is brushing your teeth, the top on the toothpaste. If you every day, the simple little top on the toothpaste, you don't put it back on. You don't think nothing of it. You just put it out, squeeze the toothpaste, leave it right there. It's little things like that that can lead you to doing the wrong in life because it's habits that you create by not doing the little things right. How can you, how can God give me something big if I can't do the little things by putting the toothpaste cap on it? How can he give me a, uh, I want a house. I live in an apartment, you know, everybody, everybody wants a house. Well, how can I give you a house? Number one, if you're not working hard. Number two, you don't appreciate the apartment you have, having by cleaning, paying the rent, doing the little things right. Well, I can't give you this big a blessing if you're not doing the, the big, the little thing, all about attention to detail, 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 detail. You know, it's just it's it's really the, the little things that we don't we don't do. We missing like we all do it. It's little things, and we wonder why we're stuck in a place sometimes. It's little things that I didn't do right. You know, that's so big, Coach. And what magnified in my head is one of those scriptures that we all know, right? And that I keep close to the vest is Matthew 25 or 21, where it says, right, well done, thy good and faithful servant. That's one of the things that I strive for. You, you have been faithful over a few things, right? 
the few things as a coach, sometimes we don't see, right, as, you know, what's important. Like you said, those little things. But you were faithful or a few, th- few things, so I'll make you ruler over many. And so often, especially in this coaching field, right, of all facets or in any type of professional world, we want to climb the ladder. We want better. We want next. And sometimes we skim, just like you mentioned that toothpaste and just something that's, you know, insignificant in our minds is putting the top on, Right. But we fail to do the little things, those things that help to build character, those things that help to allow us to develop the foundation to what we need for next. And so when God puts those quote unquote little things, even the insignificant jobs that we may be turned down or even those, you know, players that we feel, why, why are they on my team, Lord? This is too much. Those things that we fail to see that he's placing us there to prepare us for our next Let's see, one of the things I've learned a long time ago, as you mentioned him giving you something too soon, I had my first child in 2021, right? And so one of the things that, you know, God showed me and that I used to always hear preachers and pastors speak about, you know, being pregnant with a blessing, right? When God impregnates you with something. And one of the things that I know is that my child came early. Now, not too early, But what we learn is, you know, there's books that tell you with each week how she or he is supposed to grow and develop and what they should be able to have. And one of the things you learn is the earlier that child is born, they're missing out on some of the development or the growth or the the main things they need to thrive in this world outside of utero, right? And I and I and I've learned that it became like a light bulb moment. Like God, I hear you. The same way you have me paying attention to carrying my child is the same thing that you're trying to get me to understand. When you want me to birth the blessing, you have me waiting on. We rush them. We say, God, I want this. I want that. Please, can you give me this? And it's like, be patient because this thing that I'm taking you through, I'm trying to get you to understand that this thing has to develop. I don't want a premature blessing. Because premature blessings, much like premature babies, they aren't born with everything they need to survive on the outside. And so that's one of the things that when you said this and spoke your testimony, that that I hear that. And I'm so thankful because it takes humility to admit that, Coach. Oh, yeah. This is the thing about me. I'm an open book with it. You know, I learn from my mistakes because I don't want the next person. I don't want somebody to, to make the same mistakes that I did. It could be in your everyday life. I didn't know, I, you know, I don't want people like, well, I don't want to make that mistake, but I'm not a coach. No, 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 no. That's just what I went through in culture, but it's still, it's everyday life. Just living right, being a wholesome person, an honest person, and just doing the right thing, you know. Again, because it's the little things that that mess you up. You keep you keep not paying attention to the little things, the, the details, you know. You can really just make yourself go. I'm telling you, it takes you to lose everything, go down the drain, and just... Like just go in the I'm honestly go in a dark place. God, look, God will humble you. My grandma used to always tell me, God will humble you if you don't humble yourself. And I'm like, don't worry about that. I'm good. I'm good. I am humble. I don't be out here bragging and, and, and all that like so voting all that. She was like, no, nah, I ain't talking about that. It's a different humbling now. God will humble you. I ain't never want to listen to. Her. I ain't believe all that. I'm like, I'm good. Years come. 30 years old, guess what God said? Oh, when you had a near-death experience with your stomach surgery that you didn't even know you were sick, that didn't humble you? That didn't wake you up? All right. Okay. I got something for you. So, you know, I thank God. And if I had to go through it again, I'd do it. 
See there? Because it's prepared me. I'm mentally, if I'm mentally prepared, I'll go through it again. Because if that's what's going to make me a better man for my future, I'll do it, you know. Hey, I'm, I'm still a project. We all projects. My yeah. grandpa's 73, and he'll tell you, he's still a work of art to this day. You can never stop learning, though. You can never stop growing, no matter your age. You, know, you can never be standstill. Oh, you know? for sure. As quick as God has given you something, he can keep it. I, I had an opportunity of a lifetime. Went from an HBCU. I never coached F, uh, FCS is Division One, but I never coached Power Five football, mid-major football. I was HBCU. And then the Southland Conference is FCS. And I got an NFL opportunity, you know, by connecting with people doing this. But I didn't take advantage. I didn't appreciate it. I worked, but I didn't appreciate it. I didn't appreciate and realize, hey, man, God gave you this opportunity that could change your life forever. Mm -hmm. I took advantage of it. So, you know, I I have no business. I mean, I have no issue at all talking about that. But, you know, two things to that. One, um, I can, I don't even know your grandmother, okay? But I mm -hmm. just, I love how all our grandmothers, if we were put everything they said to us in a hat, I promise you duplicates will come out, right? And of right. course, I'm simply off of 1 Peter 5 and 6, where it says, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up. And here's the big part, in due time. Right. And and I hear my past there are a lot of times talk about due time because due time is not our time. Mm -hmm. Right. Due time is not our time. And the second portion of that is you all know this to be true, whether you're an athlete, whether you're a coach, a player, whether you're getting your employees ready for something, whatever the case it may be is preparation. I listen to Christine Kane a lot. I talk about her a lot. And one of the things she loves to talk about is comparing our race as Christians to a marathon runner. And she said, you know, a marathon runner doesn't just wake up tomorrow and say, I'm going to run a marathon. It takes strenuous practice, right? It takes strenuous training. It takes discipline. It takes toughness. It takes getting injured. It takes falling down. And so one of those things, and you know this to be true, when we have our athletes in the weight room, they mumble, grumble, and complain. When we have them in preseason conditioning, right? They hated it. Oh, I hate all oh, the five miles and one mile and time miles and all of these things, right? But now that we're knee deep in the season and we're preparing for the playoffs and you can play a whole game without wanting to pass out, it was preparing you. See, when we get ready to prepare for the race that we're running, it doesn't seem easy when we're skimming the calories and eating the proper diet, right? But when that marathon runner crosses the finish line, that yeah. is when it makes sense. Yeah. That is when you recognize why the hard work and the shin splints and the fatigue and all those good things sit in is when you make the finish line. You know, you know why? Because it goes back to everything. You did the little things correct. Oh, those are the little things. By you just following your diet, you train it. You like say train for a marathon. You train ridiculous hours for this one event. But what's gonna lead up to it though? The hard work, the dedication, and the sacrifice. Just by doing the little things, building day by day, brick by brick. And, you know, it's, hey, it's the, it's the word process. Oh, when I was a Southern coach, Dawson Odoms, another one of my mentors, he was big on process building with life and everything. Pride, toughness, discipline, effort, and commitment. Those five things right there. There's something, those are core, his core, those are his core values. 
those are core values that you can take with you every day in life, no matter corporate America, no matter what your job is, because you have to be humble, have pride. You have to be disciplined. Discipline is the biggest thing. Again, it's, it's <laughs> I'm, and I, anybody I talk to, they, they, I don't, when I talk about when people ask me about things in my experience, I always go talk about the little things because I just remember what Coach Rue said that he brought up the toothpaste and the tooth in the, in the cap. He said, discipline. You're not doing the little things right. That's undisciplined. How can you go now? Go to the sports. How can you win a football game if you're not doing the little things right? If I say white socks, why are you coming out in black socks? Come on, coach. Little things like that. So that's like me. We want every we we all want we all want to be successful in life, right? God can give us anything we want. If we know something's wrong, we're not supposed to do it. In this journey we on, why I did it. Guys like so guys are our coach, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to lose 25 pounds in the next two months, right? Yep. You start today, you pray to God about it. God, I'm tired, I'm tired of feeling like this. I just want to look good and lose weight. All right, God can help me. God can make that happen. Yep, for sure. He can make it, he can he's gonna make that happen if. You, number one, believe in yourself. Stay disciplined and committed. All right, I start the diet today, right? Wake up, go out there and run. Come home, do a little workout at home. Then at lunch, man, worked out this morning. Probably lost about a pound or two. You put, you, you, now you get to thinking in your head. You got the little person on that shoulder. Uh, let me see something. Uh, let me, a little hamburger ain't gonna hurt because I'm going again tomorrow. <laughs> so, and God looking at you like, but you spent money, you talked to me about it, you prayed, and you got those uh, cucumbers and the lettuce and the tomatoes in the refrigerator. Make a salad. Show me that you want to lose this weight. It's going to be hard. It's going to be mentally tough. You're going to feel lightheaded. You're going to feel headaches. Show me that you want to lose this weight, and I'm going to show you that I can make it happen. And if you're consistent with it, consistent with it, guess what's going to happen? You're going to lose the weight. But if I come into day one, day one, and so I'm going to get a cheeseburger, because guess what? I got tomorrow. I'm going to work out again tomorrow. Oh, I could go running later. You ain't running later, number one, since you said it like that, because you ain't the hair But Number two, tomorrow you're going to do the same thing because you failed on day one. Just so like you know, tuck, you know, you're a coach, coach, you know, you tell your players, you get the study hall report. Same old, same old. You tell them one time, all right, your English teacher said, you know my rules number one. We sit on the first three rows of class. I you sit on the fourth row. And then your English teacher said you be in a class clown. Well, that's first one right there. They know it. You tell them. The next day, what do they do? Sit on the fourth row, still clown. Still going on. And you get to the point where you're like, no, nah, I'm not letting that happen. Because I told you, I'm trying to help you. So that's what God's doing with us in our lives. We want things, but if we still repeating the old negative habits that we did, nice. he's gonna do it. and that's what it was me. We're headed in my hand. He could have made everything happen for me. But I wasn't consistent. I wasn't disciplined. I wasn't committed. I was all about me, 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 me. And that, that's what it was about. You can't, you can't succeed like Short-term success is easy to get, 
but you want the long-term success. My grandma, the Lord of my grandma saying, the devil can bless you. And you don't Come even know. On. Come on. Come on now. The devil could bless you. The devil could bless you. You don't even know. And guess what God's gonna let it happen? He's gonna let it happen to show you something. And you know, if you ask anybody right now, you can put a poll up. What you want, short-term or long-term success? A lot of people will say, a lot of people will say, I want the uh I want the uh, short term. I want instant success right now. Instant success right now. Yeah, you people want instant success right now because they want. They don't want to work. We don't want to work. We live in a society now where we live in a social media era. People don't want to work. People want to just hand out. You need, you know, I don't have any kids, but you know, I know a lot of people. I know the kids. They said the kids always got the hand out. But why should I give you money if you ain't take the trash out? Right. Cut the grass, do this. Again, the little things. The little thing. Hey, if there's one thing anybody can listen to me tonight and learn, it's the little things. The little things will lead you to the bigger things in life. I like that, Coach. And you know, one of the things that we learn over time, much like, you know, the illness and being in those positions and you know, losing those positions and, you know, being able to have a testimony, you know, we hear it all the time, no testimony without a test. But one of the things that I love about how amazing and freely you are with giving your testimony is so often we feel that we go through things because it's for us. And, and a lot of times it is too, but there is, and you're right, there is a person or people that will hear this that either A, are in the same position or B, they don't realize right now that they're walking down that same path and, oh, yeah. and the prayers that, you know, they're just, as you said, he's providing and they're accepting and they're taking it for granted. And so God is using you even in our mess to give that message. And I'm so thankful for that. You know, when I think about servant leadership and when I think about those things, everything that comes to mind, and we've been talking about discipline and we've been talking about preparation for the race, right? When I think about a servant leader as a coach or as a leader of all facets, we know we talk about, like you said, going to the gym. I want to lose some weight. I want to, you know, we talk about, you know, mentally tough. How, what do I need to do? Study, film, watch, read my playbook, whatever the case may be. If I'm working on a, a team, at, you know, do I need to read what our plan is to be able to close this account? Whatever the case may be. But there's an aspect to us that so often we forget to sharpen, and that's that spiritual side, right? Yep. And it takes discipline. It does. It takes discipline to study the word, right? It takes discipline that maybe if the only quiet time I have in my day is my drive time to turn off my music or turn off my cell phone and give it to him. See, discipline comes when we learn the father, right? My daughter is one. So, of course, it takes the time to show her what we want her to learn, the foundation of what yes and no, what good and bad is, what God is, like that foundation is being set. It takes time. And then over time, you'll learn even at one, when my voice gets to a certain space and tone, even at one, she knows, stop. She knows, stop. But in order to hear that voice, in order to understand discipline, we got to learn who the father is. So when you think when you think about that, coach, 
what are the, some, of, some of the things you do and what would you charge and advice you would give to coaches to do in order to stay spiritually fit so that we can understand what God is trying to tell us in those quiet moments? So I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm all good. No, no. that, that one that's opening the Bible and goes to church every Sunday. I'm not about to say I'm not. I know, I know I don't. But one thing I started to do, and I'm doing now because I wouldn't like this, is first thing in the morning, you know, you wake up, we grab, we grab, we grab this right here, right? Uh-huh. Eat. Uh, let me see what happened. On, go, let me see what's going on social media. I ain't even get up, brush your teeth, none of that. You know, you slay in the bed. Let me see what's going on, man. Uh, hmm. Well, guess what you could have did? They got something called the Bible app. <laughs> First of all, <clears throat> what I'm learning now is I wake up and I say my prayers now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I notice when I days out that I do that. And I have to learn to be consistent with that. Because I ain't no saying I ain't perfect. I know some days I don't. I don't. I do a little bit. I, I don't. Wake up and say your prayers and just get a flow with thing and watch how your days goes. And I know from coaching, timing, we don't know what time is, number one, because it's always, it's always a grind. But you got to find that that time in the morning, that little quiet time, just to just to look at this word. Mm-hmm. Because I, what I noticed, too, the messages that I get every day now is some meaning. It's, something, it's, it's like... I don't even know what how I could say. It. It's like God just purposely sends you that message for mm-hmm. a reason, mm-hmm. and then you think about it, you like, wow. So you know, it's just <clears throat> man, just say your prayers. What I do too, also, I use my notes. I was watching the DMX, and I'm a big DMX fan, and I remember he was saying he didn't know how to pray. He started. He wrote down his prayers, and that was his way to talk to God. I know how to pray, but I like to write and type and stuff. So I, that's what I do every day. I go on my iPhone notes and I'm typing down, talking to God, praying, getting more off my chest from doing that than I'm actually saying. Because sometimes you keep saying your words out. So that's one way that I cope and I have my one-on-one time with God. And it feels damn good to be honest with you. So, you know, that, if that's any advice, you know, if you, everybody has different methods with it. That's a method I took and it helped me. It helped me become more open and avid, and then started realizing that, oh, okay, let me, oh, I wrote this down in prayer. Let me look at the word of the day. I got the Bible app. I got the notifications on. And it's just like that, you know, and it's starting to read books too. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's so funny because we all have been in that place where we bought a car, right? Mm-hmm. Never seen that car driving on the road. No. We buy it. It's on every corner. You know what? my car oh wait somebody else has my car right or mm-hmm. we never seen this pair of shoes or this jacket or whatever now we get it and it seems like you see it everywhere and it just it, it is pretty much the fact is they've always been there we just now have been awakened to it and we're conscious to it and so one of the great things that you mentioned is just being able to be more in tune when I've gotten to the place now where my, if I don't pray in the morning before I start moving, my day right. just not going to go right, right? It, it, it is essential, right? As much as you mentioned brushing teeth and putting the, the cap back on, I need that because it, it, literally, it literally drives and directs me how to move that day. It is more so like I tell my students all the time and my players, 
I can't walk into my classroom and they say, all right, get to work. They're going to say, oh, what? What's the assignment? You follow? What's Mm -hmm. the assignment? What 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 is it that you want me to do? Wait, hold on. How are you going to test me? You didn't even give me the first assignment on how you want me to walk, move, write, talk. And so in order for me as a teacher to be able to my students to understand that, they got to come to the teacher. They got to recognize what my assignment is. They got to get direction. They have to understand the path I need them to take so that when we are tested, it's been laid out there for us. As a coach, there's a playbook. And you said this, God is our coach. So who holds the playbook? God. Come on now. And so, of course, naturally, you know this to be true. Are you putting anybody on the on your field? Or you can insert your sport or your diamond or your court that doesn't know your playbook? Yeah. How can true. we be used by the coach to get on the field? To be out there? If we can't run his play, we can't run if, his play if we don't know the playbook. His Bible, those Bible scriptures, that's his playbook. It's up to, it's, it's up to us to execute it. It's up, it. To us, it's up to us to say, you know what? Say in the prayer. It's up to us to execute, say that prayer. All right, God, I'm ready for the day. I'm ready to go. Let's go. I did my install. I'm ready. Let's go. That's ready it. to go. He is laid out for you. He has everything laid out for you. That's every it. step of your life, everything you go through is laid out. He the book, the book is written. You know, you know when you're coming, you know when you're leaving. It's up to you to execute, take advantage, and live and do the little things right. It's easier said than done. I mean, I could say. I could preach this all day. I have to preach it to myself. It's easier said than done. Hey, life, I used to always say, man, life is hard. But it's really not. Life is what you make it. It's, what, it's up to you. You're going to have your good days. You're going to have your bad days. No day. You're not going to go seven days. Seven days straight. All happy, smiling. You know, you're going to have things going. But it's up to you to learn how to embrace it. Are you going to embrace it? Or are you going to be that person that's just going to put your head down? Because <sighs> guess what? They got somebody right next to you. They got it worse than you. Come on. My gr- Again, I keep going back to my grandma. Because I'm telling you, my grandma, man. I got wisdom. Hey, rest of us, she died in 2013. That was my whole heart. She saved my life. She had stage four colon cancer. But if you went around her, you would never know. You, you would never know. She wouldn't. She wouldn't say. She wouldn't complain. She wouldn't. She, she would, you would have a cold. I have a co- coughing. You okay? You need me to take care. You was wrong. And I'm thinking over here. You the one that's over here fighting for your life, and you worry about me with a cold and a cough. That's how she was though. That's how she embraced her life. Never complained. Was always happy. Always smiling. And she just she took that Bible. That was her playbook, and she just lived her life. She, hey, look, let me tell you something. She was team captain. All of her, she, hey, look, she did her part. She did what she had to do. So, you know, and it's crazy that now everything that I learned from her, I always remember everything. But now, like, I'm seeing everything now that she taught me, everything she said. So, you know, I just, I just got that stage where I just don't complain. You would never know something's going on because I'm not going to say anything. Because I just got that from her. Like, what's the point of me complaining? Where they got thousands, millions of other people in the universe doing the same thing? 
why not? Why not just make a change? Why not fix it? Why not talk to God? You know, when we have issues, you know what God wants us to do? Talk to him. Yeah. Talk to him. That's all he that's, that's all he wants. He wants you to say, his hand is out. When I used, when I told you about the door, remember I said I was I was close to that door and he slammed it? When when he when you have an issue, he's not gonna slam that door in your face. He's opening that door for you to come through. But as humans, we naturally go to that door and then turn around and find another way to cope, cope and deal with our problems. Yep. There, you know, so but he he wants you to. God wants you to be addicted to him, nothing else. He wants you to be addicted to his love, his word, to help you. So, you know. I think that's, Coach, I think more than anything, battle-tested is what I get, right, what comes to me when I talk to you. And I tell my girls that all the time. Like, I, in entering a playoffs or a game in general, right, coaches have to see what? We got to see what you've done in practice. Gotta see. Gotta watch the film and see what you do. Gotta scout I gotta scout the opponent. I also gotta scout my team to know yeah. what what plan can I put in place for you to succeed. Right. That's it. And so I scout my enemy by going through, right? And and I want y'all to catch that even for my non-sports people, right? I was telling somebody this today. I said, we always take every game to the same level. Never going to meet a game. I don't care what your record is. I don't care what I think your personnel has. We're always going to approach you with the same respect, right? But if we're being honest, right, the preparation for some games just don't aren't required as the same as the others. Correct. And what I told my friend I was talking to today, I said, I need you to understand that the, em- the enemy works twice as hard when the opponent, they know what's here they are. See, I'm not going to attach the same effort to a number 16 seed as I would a number one seed. Correct. And so what that number 16 seed looks at is, is the man or woman or the servant of the Lord that maybe picks up my word here and there, maybe listens to God here and there, maybe spends a little bit time with him here and there. When things are good, I don't even know who Christ is, but when things are bad, oh Lord, help me, right? So that's the 16. But see, the one seed says that in everything, I'm going to give thanks, right? The number one seed says, though they slay me, yet I will trust them. The number one seed is making sure they spend time with God every single day and see what the enemy sees that number one seed. The enemy sees it and says, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. We got to stop that, right? Mm -hmm. They're too focused on them. We got to throw everything at them to make them put that Bible down. We got to throw everything at them so that maybe just maybe they'll stop putting that toothpaste cap on, right? I don't want them to watch film. Uh Uh-uh, I need them to stop doing that because see, if they watch film, they'll know what those tests and trials look like when I come. And see, when I come, because God has already shown them before that test and they passed it, they're not going to pay me any mind. So the closer that we can get to Christ on a day-to-day basis, the closer we can stay in that playbook and learn that it doesn't matter right? I'm going to always put in my starting lineup the player that I see shooting extra shots at the end of practice. I'm going to always put the person in my lineup. I don't care of your talent. If I can see your dedication and I can see your hard work, because I need you to understand about talent. God didn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. 
And so all these things bridging the gap into what we do on a day-to-day basis. Sometimes it's not your leading score that needs to hit the floor. Sometimes it's that person that you know going to dive and get them balls. Sometimes it's that person, right, that's going to sit there when you need them to play box and one, they're going to chase that person all the way down. So what I'm telling you is, even in the midst of what you're going through, maybe you don't seem like that job somebody told you to interview for is for you. Uh-uh, I don't, I don't know how that's for me. I, I didn't climb the ladder. I didn't even apply. I don't have those skills that they're asking me to. I don't have my master's. I don't have my bachelor's. If God brings you to it, he's going to bring you through it. But it takes the dedication of the number one seed. It takes you fulfilling your purpose, that fulfill goal percentage. And every time that we are tested and tried, you have to understand that the enemy will always come harder because he scouts us as well. Got to work. What, what's fake without work? It's dead. Yeah. Got to work. Got to yeah. work. Hey, hey, you got to take every week, everybody. It don't matter if you, it's this team ranked, not ranked. Didn't win a game, won all their games. Excuse me. You have to take every week the same. You got to dominate. Like Dion said to say, you got to, you have to dominate every aspect of life. You have to dominate everything you do. And if you wake up, hey, if you wake up with that mentality, hey, look, man, when things get bad, you're not going to, you're going to push it upside. Cause you know it's gonna get better. Cause you're gonna dominate. You just gotta trust. We gotta trust in God. That's all it is. For sure. And God, once He just wants you. He just wants you to lean on Him. Come on. Lean on Him. I'm. I'm a, this is something I do read every morning. When I was going through some some bad trials in 2019, somebody told me to read this. This is something I read every morning. One of my favorites. You trust in the Lord with all thy heart. And lean not into your own understanding. And always acknowledge him. He should direct your paths. That's what he wants you to do. He wants you to trust. Just trust him. Just trust him. He puts us in these leadership roles. So these kids and this staff, this school, this committee, these people, trust us for a reason. Mm -hmm. How can I get them to trust, trust me? I have to trust God. Come on. I'm their coach, but God's my coach. If I'm doing the right thing, I'm letting God lead me. Just saying. That's it, coach. And you know, I'm always led by Proverbs 19 and 21, where much like how you opened this whole entire thing and literally dropped that knowledge on all of us, that many are the plans in a person's heart. We have them. We have our goals and dreams, but the Lord's purpose is what will prevail. And so often... I just charge myself, you, everybody else, like you said, if we just move out of the way, right? His plans are going to prevail anyway. Oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's, we just got to, we got to want, we got to move, we got to want this. We got to just be ready to, we just got to be ready to work. We got to, sure. we got to, you have to want it so bad. You, you if you got to cut tops, you got to cut things off your life. You got to just on. stop. Come on. And the the biggest portion, Coach, I don't know if you've ever seen this. There was a meme, and and I always always talk about this meme. It floated around social media for a while, and it's a little girl, and she has a small little teddy bear. And this image that's portraying Christ, right, is standing in front of her, and he's like, give me the teddy bear. And her, you know, vocals say, "Um, well, God, I want it. Like, no, God, I want it. And behind him is a bear that's about 10 times as large as the little bear that she's holding in her hand. And every time I hear what you said tonight, 
when I hear that scripture, when I think about Jeremiah 29, 11, when I think about what you just read, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and just then Proverbs 19, we so we stay so focused and fixated upon what we want, not recognizing that his plans are always better because his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways will never be our ways. And you know what? The biggest decision I ever made was understand if God didn't send it, I don't want it. I don't want it. It's nowhere near the beauty and magnitude of what he would be willing to bless us with if we're obedient. I tell you, his plans are bigger. I look, I, I might not look, I might not have a coach again. Do I want to coach again? Hell yeah. I love it. It's my passion. I, of course. But if that's what God if he doesn't want me to do that, that's I'm okay with that. I'm 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 literally okay with that. He might want me to go talk to people, do something else, tell people about my story to, to, to prevent them. If that's what he wants to do, that's fine. He wants me to do something else. I'm cool with that. I have I have no problem doing that. You know what I'm saying? Because again, like you said with that bad, his plans is bigger. He has something bigger for you. We don't know what it is, but it's it's we just gotta trust him and know in the long run, everything's gonna be okay. Short-term success is okay at the moment, but you want the long term. Come on. Took short-term success and I and I and I ran with it. I did I wasn't ready for it though. But again. You want I want long term, long term stability. You want you want that. Short term was good. Yeah, it was good. It was fun while it lasted. But then I lost everything. Mm-hmm. You don't want to. You don't want to be that person. You just you just don't want to. You know, coach. As, as quick as he give it to you, he could quickly take it away. For sure. Come on now. I, I, what I say? A pride come before a fall. Come on now. And see, one of the things you know, as we start to wrap this thing up. When you talk about that short-term and long-term success, you know, it's almost like what the word talks about here, right? And there's a song, I I'm, I'm, grew up Primitive Baptist, right? But Baptist, you probably heard this, I'm living this life just to live again. See, mm-hmm. short-term success is what I see here, right? One of my favorite scriptures says, we fix our eyes not on what's seen, but the unseen. Because see, the seen is temporary. It's temporal. It's short-term. But the unseen that's eternal. And see, I want the long-term. See, I want the long-term because see, the long-term is eternal. I want a servant well done. I don't need pat back from the people I see every day. I want to meet you. Y'all got to meet me at the gate so that we can get this long-term success. So that is spot on, coach. That is spot on. That long, hey, long-term success. Hey, long-term success means you did the little things right. Short-term success means you didn't do nothing right. Come on now. Come on. You're saying Come on. Just saying, hey, long-term success, that means I work for that. Short-term success, I ain't work for it. It was just handed to me. Something was just handed to me. And guess what I did? Nothing now. Fumble. And you, and again, if somebody some people are gonna say they want short-term success. And I I'm okay with it. That's fine. That's your opinion. That's what you want. You can't, I can't control you and tell you what to do. But I can tell you from my experience, I, I just don't want that. I hear that. You Listen, know, if you term, I will pray for you. You know, I will pray for you and hope that everything works out for you. But hey, look, man, if I got to work, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I, don't I love that. For sure. You know, Coach, as we begin to wrap up, there's always two questions for those that are used to the podcast. There's always two questions that we have. And I shook it up a little bit um, for season seven um, that we are opening up on. And the first one, Coach, is, is still the oldie goodie. It's just, it sticks with me, right? And one of the things you mentioned when you said sometimes I get up and lay in the bed, I'm not up yet, right? 
one of the things I love to do, and sometimes I do it in my notepad and sometimes it's strictly in my head, right? I think about God's playbook and I think about the scatter report and I think about all the things that he's been able to give me, the doors he opened, the doors he closed, the doors he let shut, all of those things, right? And I think about simply what he is. And so mm-hmm. I'll say God is. And in my mind, I just start reminding myself of all the things that he is to me. Because see, what that does is when I know what he is, I know what he isn't. When I know what he does, I know what he can help me come through and come over, right? When I know what he won't be to me, I know what I can continue to move towards every single day as he walks beside me with his grace and his mercy. So even though I get a limitless amount every morning, tonight you only get one. So if I did God is, and I drew an imaginary blank, how would servant leader Christopher Clark feel that blank? God is what? God is great. God is good. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And hey, great, look, great. I'm very simple. I'm not, I guess I'm not a man of many words. I'll talk, you keep me talking, I'll talk, but as simple as that, God is great. Amen. God is great. God, that's all we need. God is great. God is here. And God wants you. He wants you to trust. That was big, coach. I want you to understand what you just said. God is here. He's not some far in the distance. He's not, you know, only near when you need him. He's not only near when you call him. He is here, ever present, and ever present help, omnipresent all the time. And so saying God is great and God is here, I need y'all to understand. All you got to do is tap out and reach in. Hey, re- hey, what that was Diana Ross? She said, reach out and touch somebody. <laughs> that's, that's God. Hey, God wants you to reach out and touch, man. He's he's re- his his hand is there. Come on. His his right is literally right there. He just wants you to take it, take it, and agree, like, hey, I got you. I got you. I'm not gonna I'm not, I promise you, I'm not gonna let you fail. I like if, that coach. If, but if you do the right things and just work, be disciplined, be committed, be consistent, be faithful, and be humble. But if you out here living wrong and not doing those things and you expect me to, I can only give you so much leave. I can only I can only hold on for so long. Then it's gonna get to the point where I did my part. Mm-hmm. I got I got they say what up. Our God is an awesome God. He is. But it's on you. I love it. Hey, he gives you many chances. I ain't gonna lie. I, I didn't hear many, many chances. I didn't hear, let me see, I ain't gonna lie to you about four near death, four near death experiences in my life. From my from my health to just being a young, young, young person doing crazy things. But guess what? I'm here. Mm-hmm. So that's a testimony in itself. Man, that man is incredible, man. I love it. He, he, man, look, when it's rough, when when you broke, your bills ain't paid, but somehow your life stay on, and your energy pad, your life bills pass due, but somehow you stay on. Somehow you still get a meal that day. Come on, you know what that is? That ain't you. It's God. Come on. Somebody just randomly just send you send you send you a message. Hey, hey, man, just thinking about you. Hey, uh, I'm about, how you doing? I know you're going through some things. I'm about to cash out your $20 for some food. Come on. That ain't you. 
God sent somebody to do that for you. So, you know, it's, it's, you have to think about things like that. I'll, and now I go back and think about my time when I was going through things, why I went through those things. Because you have to evaluate yourself every day, every single day. You're never too good. Even when things go off, you still have to go back and remember. Oh, hold on. Let me slow down. Hold on. I can't do that. That's why I was in that situation before. You know, be obedient. Obedience is a big word. You have to be obedient to God. Got to be obedient, man. You got to just, and again, stay humble. Sit. If I could give anybody any advice, your everyday life, set rules for yourself. Change your culture. When a coach gets a job, right, they bring a new coach in for a job for a reason. Not to just win games, but the number one thing is change the culture. What can you do to change the culture in this building? So that goes to you. What can you do to change the culture in your surrounding, your living conditions, what's you, to get to, to get you where you need to go? You got to lose some people, cut some people out your life? So be it. That's amazing, Coach. And of course, this is the Servant Leader Coach's Bible Study, where servant leadership is at the center, forward, backward, front of everything that we do. This is God's thing, right? And so when we talk about the fulfill goal percentage in servant leadership, it's kind of a two-part question. It's kind of two for Coach. But what does the fulfill goal percentage look like for the servant leader? Field goal percentage for a servant leader. A field goal is equivalent to three points. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, coach, come on, coach, come on, coach. Building that field goal for that servant leader is trust me, guys. When I hit that three points, I want to. I win that. I, that's coming through, winning. Come on. Not missing the kill, but I'm not. No shade to the Dallas Cowboys, but they kicker. He didn't. He wasn't. He wasn't fulfilling the team's needs. Come on now. Me, me kicking that field goal, you know, that's fulfilling God's purpose, being a servant leader, fulfilling his goals by me doing the right things, by just doing the things, this is about doing the things he wants me to do. He ain't telling you what to do, but you know what to do. I know I ain't supposed to go out there and rob nobody. You know why? Because it's wrong. Nobody got to tell me that. But I go out there and rob somebody, guess what? I'm not fulfilling no, no goals. I'm doing wrong. Simple things. So, and you know what's amazing when you had me about to jump out of this chair? See, you went somewhere. See, I'm trying to close this thing up. And then you went somewhere. You said a field goal is worth three points. Mm -hmm. And so I don't care the distance, right? 50, you get the three 60, 40, 30. You got to get the three points. Yep. You got to get the father. You got to get the son. You got to get the Holy Ghost. All right. And it doesn't matter how far you go in this life. If you had a father, son, Holy Ghost. They all make one. They got you. They got you. Them three points right there. It doesn't matter the distance you are from him. It doesn't, or you feel you are from him because he, as, as my brother said today, he's here, right? If you stay in his will to, to be obedient, as you said, and fulfill his purpose, you're going to always hit those three points. No matter how far in this life you feel you're going to go, you're going to always hit those three points. You know why? Because you was obedient. You worked. Come on, coach. Nobody, Come on, you know. You know why uh, Justin Tucker for the Baltimore Ravens, probably one of the, he's the best kicker in football. You know why he, he's successful? He worked. He knew his job. 
His job is not to go out there and throw the ball. He don't need to be at the practice throwing the ball. Unless, you, have, you know, sometimes you have to have fun. That's a different story. But his job is to do one thing. When your number is called, your name is called, is to kick the field goals. So from Tuesday to Friday, your job is to kick field goals. And you're all days, if you're not working out, your job is to kick field goals. That's the part. Like you said, no matter the distance, the, the they don't, coaches don't care about the distance, the weather, this and that. Fans don't care about that. They want you to make the field goal. God is not worried about it. It don't matter the conditions. Just, it's that same person got the same conditions. God just wants you to do your part in order to kick that field goal. That's good. When, the ball, when John Harbaugh calls uh, Justin Tucker to come kick a field goal, he don't care about what, he, what is going on. He, he, that's what he wants you to do. I want you to kick this field goal, Justin, and win the game for us. And he does. In the distance, in the distance, it's no issue. You know why it's not, not an issue? Because he has a process. He has a step-by-step routine every day to make sure he's right. Come on. Simple as that. That's good, Coach. That's good. Coach, thank you so much. Thank I, you so much. My goodness. Thank you for just your time. Thank you for your humility. Thank you for your testimony. Thank you for these nuggets you dropped. Goodness, 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 I thank you. I, I, I know more than anything, the years that we've done this and open and back up, I know that God will continue to have his hand on you. I, I, I pray the prayer Jabez on you. I pray that whatever it is that God has for you, um, I know that he sees the comeback in you. I know that he sees no matter the distance you are getting your uh, routine down and impact down and he's gonna bless you. He's going to bless you for that, Coach. It's coming, and I know you know that. So just know that I'm going to be praying and standing in the gap with you and for you uh, and touching and agreeing with you. And I, I just wait, and I'm going to have to celebrate in advance when I see, uh, y'all know how graphics are these days. When I see that graphic that's telling us where you are next, and you know, welcome Coach Christopher Clark to fill in the blank. So, Coach, thank you so much. I really do appreciate you. I do. And coach, before you go, guys, we want to, uh, if you guys can just bow your heads, we're going to say a quick prayer real quick to get you guys out. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for the time. We thank you for this day. We thank you just for being simply who you are. My brother said at best tonight, he said, God is great and God is here. And God, we know that because you're here, we can move even when we feel like we can't move because you're here. It doesn't matter how far the distance we go in life away from you, you will still remain here. Be ready to pull us back, Lord God. And so since you're here, Lord God, you see the challenges in the world. And I'm asking that you just meet everybody at their point of need, Lord God. For the person that does not know you, help us to continue to be lights, Lord God, and help us to illuminate so that those that may not know you can find you. In your son Jesus' name, we'll always pray. Amen. I appreciate you though. This this was great. I had a great time doing this. I appreciate you, Coach. And my favorite line of every podcast, Servant Leader Christopher Clark. You are now a part of the Servant Leader family. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. I, I, I love it. For sure, for sure. And for those that are listening, if this is your first time, we welcome you back. Uh, just you know, follow us anywhere on Twitter um, at the Chelsea F on Instagram, the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study on Facebook, Chelsea Johnson Muir on YouTube, the Servant Leader. We are everywhere, y'all. We encourage you to just join us. Any prayer requests you may need, just drop me a message, send me a DM. We'll we'll do that for you. We are a praying group of coaches and those that just simply love Christ and moving to serve like He called us to. So we thank you guys so much for listening, and we're gonna see you guys next time. Thank you. <laughs>